Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. This is, this is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan McFly with... Senegal with your man, I'm back! Wepa, he's back! But I'm back again. <laughs> Still young quarantine poppy, I'm out here. You already know. Yeah, man, the boy B I N G Benny. I heard how, how you miss how you miss your your, your call signs, bro. You gotta shout them out, kid. What are you doing right now? You know, I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. You know, <laughs> shout out to the motherfucking hurt business. Shout out to the nation of domination. Shout out to Los Boricuas. and shout out to all my bachateros out there. What up? Hey, lit. That's what's up. Good <laughs> shit. Good shit. Good to have you back, brother, man. Yes. Yeah, bro. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, back in the fold. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for holding it down. You know what I'm saying? When I was out and about doing what I had to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, Also, want to start this off by saying shout out to Storyline Tees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see. I see. I see. I see. China. China. Doing the bootlegging. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you know they, they're they going to bootleg Gucci. They're going to bootleg Louis Vuitton. Like, it was only a matter of time until niggas started bootlegging storyline tees. I mean, they bootleg uh, all the high all, all the high fashion, bro. That's you know what I'm saying? Brother. That's a fact. And that shit is the biggest form getting... of flattery. Word. If your shit's not getting bootleg, nigga, your shit ain't hot, B. You heard? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to 50 Cent, nigga. There's a million niggas with T-shirts. Bootleg. There's a million niggas with t-shirts. Niggas we know that sell t-shirts. I ain't not never seen they shit on fucking chingchong.com. <laughs> Yo, fuck. You know what's mad funny? Is that when I when I when I located one of the sites, it said the Dong District. <laughs> you see? Hey, yo. Hey, yo, that's a wild area to live in. Yo, that shit had me rolling. After that, I was like, yo, I can't even. I was like, yo, forget it. I, I don't even know why I'm mad. I'm letting it mess up my whole fucking morning. Yo, hold on, hold on. Well, let me ask you. After you got, because I know we was all a little, we was all tight. But after you got over being mad, like, did you laugh a little? Like, oh shit, my shit's being bootlegged. Like, yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, Notch, why don't you, why don't you, what happened? What are we talking about? Wait, wait, wait. All right, so... Bro, in case people don't know what's going on. All right, so for... Anybody don't know what's going on, anyways, like SM2 said, storylinetees.com, get your all, all your hot wrestling merch over there. But, um... Official. You know, I, I was just trying to see how the Google engines are working for Storylines Tees, you know, with the keywords and all that shit. So I just typed in on the search bar loose cannon shirt just to see how it pops up i go to the images 
and I see the shirts, but like on different websites with on banners talking about you know number one selling T-shirt, uh, you know limited shirt. I'm like nigga, fuck you, be limited shirt. Yo, what you mean number one selling shirt, my nigga? Since when? Holla at me. It's and, like, yo, it's an exclusive until you know until they take our shit down. Yeah, so I seen it was being sold on about seven different sites. Um, That's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, one, yo, my nigga, one site, one site made a fucking onesie, bro. Damn, onesie. A onesie That's... for babies. Imagine a baby wow. wearing the Pillman shirt. What kind of shit is that? And it's the wrong shirt or a fucking blank t shirt. It's the wrong size, it's beat the fuck up, smells like somebody wore it. Like, yeah, bro, that's the shit with those sites. Whoever ordered off that shit, shame on you. And whatever bullshit you get, you deserve ordering off that bullshit. Word up. It was just like, hold on, why Byron got a Y in there? Like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yo, and then one, yo, one site, one site when they were. When for the description of the shirt, they're like, "Yeah, get your loose cannon number one T-shirt. It's for birthdays, babies." I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a holiday shirt." I'm like, "Since when is this shit a holiday shirt, bro?" That is fucking funny, bro. That is funny. Yo, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. That shit is it's probably on Wish me. by now. On Wish? <laughs> They're selling it on Let Go? Word. Remember back in the days when rappers used to get mad when these niggas used to bootleg their fucking shit, put it on their on they mixtape? I was like, yo, nigga, knocked and we're about to roll up on some Chinese niggas. Like, yo, you got my bootleg t-shirt? <laughs> Fuck out of here, run your Let me get them joints, yo. Let me get some shit, B. You know, selling my You own this? Yo, but my, yo, my man is like, it is just wild, bro. Yo, like, wow, look, wow. This, look at this one description real quick. It says, cute, the loose cannon Brian Pillman number one shirt. The part when she yeah. asked if she wasn't pretty enough for her. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? And the rumors... Yo. Yo, look, wait, wait, wait. And the rumors that Jane tried to kiss her, but Sasa reject, rejected her. <laughs> what are they talking about? What the fuck? Yo, you know what that is, bro? That motherfucker is using Google Translate. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what that shit is. Yo, because whenever you say something is good for whenever you say something is good for babies and birthday parties, like, bro, what are we doing? Yo, and at the end of the yo, the end of the description it says, "Sorry, but your toxic personality looks contagious." <laughs> It's a quarantine thing. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo, wow, bro. You just got to laugh. Yo, first of all, if anybody orders a loose cannon shirt from the dog district, <laughs> oh, you're making a sick-ass purchase. 
First of all, let's just start there. <laughs> like, whatever bullshit you ass get, you deserve. That shit comes to fucking small with fucking piss things on it. Yo, like, that, is that, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Yo, my, yo, and I, I didn't even tell you this, big. One of the one of the sites selling the shirt, you know what the shit is called? Twenty twenty t shirts dot com. Wow. Hey yo, he's taking this ride. Yeah, that's so funny. Yo, yeah. Twenty twenty t-shirt.com. Get your Brian Pullman shirt. Brian Pullman. Yo, and they fucking blacked out the twenty by twenty logo, bro. Oh my god, bro, that's crazy. (laughs) Yo, I mean, that's so crazy. Once they see the fall and winter collection, oh my oh, god! Oh, it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. They're gonna be selling them for a hundred, two, three thousand yen a pop, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, mean? <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to take. Yen. Yo, I'm about to take a stroll through Main Street and see what's going on, bro. Word. For real, bro. <laughs> Yo, if you see a T-shirt on Main Street, that's crazy. Bro. They, they, they're gonna be selling that shit next to a can of Lysol with two L's. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> got the bootleg fucking the bootleg wipes. <laughs> Shit's got Clorox with two R's. <laughs> nigga go to fucking nigga go to Gem Bros. That shit is right next to the, the Villanova t shirt. <laughs> 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 nah, they got they got this shit right by the right by the Christmas trees and shit. <laughs> right by the Christmas ornaments. Yeah, how is that store set up? It's like Christmas trees, toilet seats, old t-shirts, <laughs> like, and white tees, and white tees. <laughs> shit is sick. Oh, oh man. Oh, good times. But anyways, we just spent eleven minutes on this shit. <laughs> Yo, get your official storyline tees. Storylinetees.com, man. Get your official Brian Pillman, your Macho Man, your Nation of Domination, your Finn Balor. All that. All of that. All that good shit. Multiple colors. All that good shit. New shit coming for fall and winter. Storylinetees.com. Please do not order your shit for some Chinese website and end up with a fucking Snoopy t shirt. Because that's your fault for doing that shit. <laughs> Fuck you, mean. Oh, man. But yo, um... if I see <laughs> if I see a low quality Brian Pillman shirt on any of you it's niggas, on site, nigga. it is on site. Oh man, you know what's really funny though about the whole bootlegging shit and the resting t-shirts? Yo, how is it? 
Tonga was bootlegging Bullet Club t-shirts, nigga. Because they weren't getting <laughs> paid. Getting the money from New Japan to print them. Getting get the money from New Japan to get print official t-shirts and bootlegging their own shit. That's funny shit, bro. Yeah, they wasn't funny. getting paid for merch, bro. <laughs> Third, bro, and the <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Oh my god, seven Chinese websites. All right, it's lit. You know what I'm I guess if so. The, if the teachers on Main Street, though, that's bugged out. Yeah, bugged out. then that's yeah, that's really fucking bugged out. But hopefully not. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, another fucking bugged out situation that's been going on. Of course, is uh, fucking Marty Janetti once again. Uh, <laughs> Marty Janetti got crazy, robbed. Right? Like, is, can we just deem him officially crazy at this point? Yeah, so the whole thing that happened is that he got robbed and jumped at JFK Airport today. So he wrote on Queens. His... <laughs> Meanwhile in Queens. <laughs> Yo, so he wrote on his Facebook page. He's like, dude, where's my phone? New York City, they jumped me and took me to the, it took me to the hospital. Jamaica Medical Center. I was in front of JFK Airport trying to go home. They jumped me from behind. I I locked one of them up. When you in NYC and get jumped from behind, you're probably getting robbed. The doctor apologized, said mistaken identity. I like him. He was very nice to me. My boy Nicholas came back and got me to the airport. Dude, where's my phone? He doesn't end it there. This motherfucker says P.S. Why Brianna Taylor got all the attention on mistaken identity and I got none? Is it because I'm white? No, it's because you're a fucking doof. Yo, this dude is fucking crazy, bro. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, he got jumped, he ended up in Jamaica Hospital. Shit. I mean, you know, that happens. Welcome to New York City, kid. You never been here before? That's in New York City. You're welcome to New York. Maybe he got jumped because of the other shit that, that he be talking about. All the other sh- crazy shit he be saying online. And, like, maybe somebody recognized him. Like, it's just, it wasn't mistaken identity. Maybe they knew that was fucking Marty Jannetty. And they're like, yeah, we gonna fuck him up. Could have been that, too. It could have, but it's just, yo, like, understandable. Okay, you got jumped. You know, homie took your phone, all the other shit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But to put a situation out there, like the situation of Breonna Taylor and kind of like dr- trying to draw like some type of attention off of that. Comparison? Right. Yeah. Right, right. Like, a oh, draw a parallel. Like, are you fucking ridiculous, my nigga? Like, homegirl lost her life, bro. Yeah, man. And you're Do asking. Do you think uh, Trump supporters will be like, word? What about Marty Jannetty? <laughs> Honestly, bro, like to be honest, like can't you can't pay attention to this dude. I don't I don't know if you he said he lost his phone yet. He put a screenshot of a crazy Android that can only be an Android. That's a <laughs> that's one of the nastiest screenshots I ever seen, bro. I can't imagine like this dude is just a loser, man. Like, this dude is a straight up fucking loser. I mean, Bing just told us that. I mean, I don't know how true this is, but apparently this dude is coming out saying now that 
he lied to the police. He admits to killing a man who tried to get them yeeks when he was 13. And he killed him instantaneously with a brick in self-defense, burned his body, buried the bones. Like, this is, you know, he's looking like a, oh, man, I don't know. We can't believe shit this dude says. He probably didn't even really get jumped. He probably didn't. I mean, yo. He took somebody else's screenshot from uh, Jamaica Hospital. A lot of shit, bro. Like, right from Jamaica Hospital. So one of one of the one of the Jamaican nurses is phone. Can I use your Android, please? And take a screenshot. So maybe maybe he had a COVID test. Maybe he's really maybe (laughs) stupid nigga. So maybe he's fucked up in the head from wrestling. So like, we've seen it with other. Wrestlers, we've seen a lot of shit go down with CTE and all that. You know, Benoit comes to mind. Obviously, that's the the biggest you know, the case and all of that shit. Like, maybe he's fucked up because of that. And like, this is the way it's coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he needs to get tested in his dome, or maybe he's just a fucking nutcase. Like, we don't know. But niggas, these niggas do a lot of shit. Drops on the head and all types of other shit. Like, it could be that. You know what I'm saying? If you want to kind of look at it from all different type of angles but me personally I just think the motherfucker's crazy on some shit I just think he's nuts I think so too man like I I just still regardless of the situation he seems to be a little uh, a little little there with it because if he's um talking about situations that that happened this year and trying to make comparisons or you know him to other people and he's saying is it because of this is it because of that I don't think he's that fucking crazy. I just think he's really fucking stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like one of those darunter motherfuckers, be like I, I I don't even know what else to call it. I don't know what else to call it. Like he said all that he said all that crazy shit about his stepdaughter and all this shit and and then he said about killing the dude and then no he didn't kill it and then Deacon he lied and now this like it's just so many like one crazy ass shit after another, and it's like you kind of look gotta look at the nigga like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you serious right now with this shit, or are you just bugging the fuck out? Like, what is going on, son? Yeah. Like, right, he does seem cognizant of of situations and shit that's going on around him, but those stories are so crazy that it's kind of like, nigga, like, are you telling the truth, <laughs> or are you just wilding? Because I don't know, bro. It's a little sad. Marty Jannetty back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Rocker days, he was he was cool. You know he was saying? that dude, bro. Rockers. Word, he fucked with them, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't know, man. Right now, I'm good, bro. Have a nice day. You go, yeah. you go now, over there now, with now he's a young... You go over there with... Now he look like a young Sam Kinison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> exactly. He looks yeah. just like that dude. Like, honestly, the wrestlers that, you know, from back in the day that all they do now is do shoots, and he's one of those dudes, bro. Like, he's one of those dudes that all he does is fucking talk, talk about other people, don't got shit going on for himself. Like, I'm good, bro. Never paid this dude any attention, only when he says crazy shit. And then knowing he got jumped in the hood, you know, I'm not mad. Oh man, it's okay. he, he's turning into one of them wrestlers that, like, for a fifty piece, you get a crazy fucking interview out of him, bro. Yep. Oh yeah. 
He's oh, 50 bucks. Tell us everything that happened in your career. He's like, well, right, we're going to start in 85. <laughs> Can I get some cocaine, too? All right, I'll tell you everything that went on. All right, motherfucker. Yeah, I think I found the cover for this episode. It's a picture of Marty Jannetty wearing a T-shirt that says, Orgasm Donor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting, bro. That's sick. Sick motherfucker, man. But anyways, let's get off that motherfucker real quick. Um, so this weekend we got uh NXT TakeOver 31. And I mean NXT went back to what really made them great. I mean, this is the last couple of takeovers, they were cool. You know, they were they were trying different things, uh like with the in your house. And take over thirty wasn't as good as people thought it may be, but you know NXT is one of those companies, more like AEW, that with a crowd everything is better. So, for what they did, they have a whole new arena, the Capital Wrestling Center. You know they gave a little homage to uh, Vince's family. You know his his grandfather and his father with the name. And they, they showed out, man. The yo, the NXT superstars, man. Jesus, bro. And it's like you always think, what are they gonna do next? Because they're always getting called up. They're always getting their roster gutted, and they just come back and still put on amazing shows. And the first match I want to talk about is the last match, the main event. We had man. Kyle O'Reilly from. Undisputed Era versus Finn Balor. This match, from beginning to end, I think they went about 30, 35 minutes into the match. And it was it was just hard-hitting. I mean, Balor came out with a broken jaw in two places. Uh, they still haven't undisclosed um, Kyle O'Reilly's fucking injuries. I'm thinking it's, it's like more teeth. internal. He got broken teeth and he got a bruised liver. From the from the liver shot that Finn was giving him when he was down on the ground. Fuck. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and you know what? He got that bruised liver about fifteen minutes into the match and still wrestled another almost fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, bro. Them niggas went at it. They went to fucking war. It was violent. They beat the living shit out of each other and still told a crazy ass story. Yo, Kyle O'Reilly. Is super motherfucking underrated, bro. Super underrated. Definitely, and like, definitely. This might be the start of his singles push or something with him, cause yo, he showed out. And Finn, I might get shit for this, but that might be Finn Balor's best match and his whole WWE career, including the main roster. Wow. Just really? Just my opinion. I think so. Okay. Maybe I mean, I haven't seen much. I haven't seen much of uh, yeah of those matches like to say that's his best match, but it was a really good fucking match. It was a lot of back and forth, and honestly, like I don't even remember this dude um, O'Reilly from Undisputed Era. Like I don't think I ever remember seeing him wrestle. He was a part of a tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him they and were, Bobby they were, Fish. They were tag team champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And but him wow, and Strong too. Yeah, but wow. Great match. Great fucking match. Yeah, I mean, I uh, the first time me, like, watching Kyle O'Reilly was in ROH and his championship matches against Adam Cole. You know, 
I got into ROH late. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. You know, it was probably I think 2013 or so, but that match happened around 2015, something like that. Uh, Bro, him and Bobby Fish as Red Dragon. Yeah, him and Bobby Fish as a tag team in New Japan and, and ROH. And New Japan, bro. Yeah, man. You know, really uh, good, it was great. I mean, going back to what you just said, like, what about, like, the matches Finn had against Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship? He had one good match against Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. The, the match they had oh, in the Japan. One? Yes, the one that they had at SummerSlam weekend was not that fucking good. It was not. It just lacked something. I don't know what it was. It was just missing something. The one in Japan was great because of that Japanese crowd and Finn's connection to Japan and all that. So no doubt, that match was good. But that shit was not better than this one, bro. This no, this this, this match was really good, though. I'll give you that. This, this match shit, was really good. It, it told a story in violence. The niggas painted a picture in blood and guts and broken bones and pain and yelling because these niggas were hitting each other and you would hear the hits and hear the oh shit this nigga cracked me like they went at it bro they went at it that might be one of the better NXT matches also in a in a hot minute one that had me like the last five minutes of the match the last sequences and I was standing up watching that shit like yo what who's gonna win because I really thought O'Reilly had a shot just with the offense and then when he hit him in the corner and he cracked his jaw and Finn right away grabbed his face. I was like, oh shit, this nigga might win, son. And, you know, Finn came out with the W, no doubt. But, you know, it was dope. It, it, that, to me, it's Finn's best match since he's been in WWE. I mean, he, he might have another one better, but off the top of my head right now, I can't think of another one, honestly. Yeah, uh, but right now, like, you know, both guys are, like, very, very hurt. Oh, yeah, um, you know, they're not even the only ones that are hurt. You know, we got, uh, you know, we seen on Wednesday with Ridge Holland and his ankle injury. Straight out the Bro. socket, straight out the bone. Uh, and he, and you know, they, they had just put him into the main event picture with, you know, the UE, Adam Cole and everything. And I don't know where they're going with that. But right now, my thing is, NXT has, this is kind of like a, a blessing in disguise for them because... Now, without having to overexpose their champion, they could they could they could always have like a number one contendership um, tournament. You know, of course, everybody's gonna say it sounds like what they're doing AEW and all this other stuff. But you you give all these other guys so much more shine on Wednesdays now. You know, but it's to, not the same thing that they're doing in AEW because AEW has a champion that's not hurt. And they're just trying to establish a new challenger for him because this motherfucker's Terminator and he just beats everybody. So, all right, we get that. AW, I mean, NXT, you got a, a, a champion. He's hurt and he's injured, but he's not injured to the point where he's going to lose more more time than would, it would be that he would have to defend the title because, you know, they have that 30-day shit or yeah. it's going to be more than a certain amount of time. They're going to take the, the, the shot off you or whatever. Like, I think... It is, like you said, it's a blessing in disguise, but also, like, it gives them a chance with the new people that they established at TakeOver to build those stories up. And then, yo, you have new people coming up, like Homeboy um, on NXT that came out and helped, um, what's the dude's name? Oh, Adonis? Yeah, that dude. Yo, he's good. He's good in the ring. He got a good little, he got a, he got a good little thing about him. So, like, to build... Those guys are the next people to come up. You already got your Coles and your Garganos and your Champers and all that. Those guys are established. And right under them, you got like Damon Priest and 
you know, guys like that. But then these guys coming up under them, you know what I'm saying? Like, that helps them. And like you said, you don't got to have Finn on TV every week. You got another champion, another title, which is the North American title, I feel, should be on TV every week. It doesn't have to be defended, but it should be shown. Yeah, that should, be, like, that should be their workhorse right, that title. That should be their, their workhorse title. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, it helps for them. But going back real quick to the Rich Holland thing, yo, he was at NXT UK. He was same gimmick, same everything, right? He got hurt. Bad. He was out. He comes back. They send him to NXT. He fucking hurts Roderick Strong. He hurts himself. He's out again. He comes back. They put him in the main event picture. He has the shit to take over. Has a match on NXT. He gets hurt. Now he's out for who knows how long. And it's like, fuck, bro. Like, are you injury prone? Like, yeah. Are you brittle? You know what I'm saying? Is your body beat up from the rugby? Because that shit's rough. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, like, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of sucks because, yo, he's young and they need up and coming heels and it would have worked. And it, it kind of sucks from that perspective. But there's another person that's going to come in and fill in that spot right away. That's what nah, I love Definitely. About and, um, you know, they got a whole bunch of young guns over there, man. I know everybody's yeah, really, really, like, excited to see what type of situations arise from this to see if they're going to get a chance. Or, you know, you make your own chance. You know, they give you a match on TV. You got to make the most of that shit. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody showed up, bro. That title match was fire. It, it, it set storylines going to the, for the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, R-U-E, baby faces now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of feels like they de facto are baby faces kind of by default. The crowd cheers them regardless. So maybe that's they can go forward with that, you know? Like, there's a lot of shit with, like, other matches on the card, bro. What was your second favorite match on the card? Yo, the Cruiserweight. Cruiserweight match. Some niggas went in, son. Yo, dude. Yo, Swerve is a superstar, bro. Swerve is a star in the making. And you, you Escobar? Not for nothing. Yo. Escobar is a superstar, bro. Yeah, bro. Yo, is, can, can, we, off, bro. can we officially say that the cruiserweight division is on a come up once again? I think so, bro. I think so because you got to look at, like you said, they got a bunch of young people there that they can plug into those spots right now. That you know they kind of plucked a lot of those two or five guys and spread them out. Um, but I feel like, yeah, definitely, bro. That match was crazy, bro. I did not. I thought Swerve was gonna take it. I didn't know they were gonna go the route they went. And yo, it was another. Yeah, cruiserweight match, but super hard hitting and super physical, and them niggas went in, bro. They yeah, man, in. they went and in. I, I they, love they went in. Uh, it kind of, it kind of also just like had me thinking, like, are they gonna pick? You know, have any of these guys come come up to the main roster? I, I hope not. I hope they just stay in NXT because I think NXT needs that that third division. You know what I'm saying? Besides, you know, whoever's in the main event scene. Uh, the mid-card scene, I think they need that cruiserweight scene as well. Because, you know, we never have anything to say. They don't really have a shot, so they would be good to keep that there, keep it as a third championship, but still give it its proper respect and give it, you know, its due time on TV. Because the nigga holding that title deserves it, and yes. he showed it, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, shit like that, you know what I mean? You know, because they, they already have... Yeah, and they already have their their women's division set, and it's even, oh, yeah, and, you know, now it's even more stacked with two returning stars in Ember Moon and Tony Storm. Yep. So we're gonna have we're gonna have insane matches, insane championship matches with Io Shirai, 
whoever it may be, if it's Ember Moon or uh, Rhea Ripley, Tony, Tony Storm, Storm Mercedes. He, he, ah, I was about to say Mercedes Martinez, but that's not gonna happen. Wait, um, wait, hold on. I'm glad you, I'm, yo, see, I'm glad you mentioned that because I seen something earlier. We are gonna talk about this later, but I see something earlier about that that she might not be staying with Retribution. Her ass might be going back to NXT. Gotcha. Right? I read something about that, that they only going to have one girl and she's going to go back because of something she was in. She got hurt or something with the COVID shit or whatever, the precaution or whatever the case may be. But somewhere in those lines, some plans got switched up and she might be going back to NXT, which, yo, I think will work out better for her. And I think the women's division, that would just stack that women's division even more and give it another person for her to defend that title against because homegirl's dope in the ring. You know what I mean? Definitely. I, no, I fucks with Mercedes Martinez. She's dope. She's dope. Um, and what what is your so what's your take now? Like you guys, both of you, like what's your take on NXT moving forward? Like we already know that you know Ridge Holland, he's he's gonna be out for the foreseeable future. Uh, Finn might not be on TV for a while. Hopefully, we get some vignettes on his comeback. Kyle O'Reilly, we still don't know much about him. Uh, so right now, all we got really is Damian Priest is the number one guy right now. Man, shout out to my boy, buddy. Word. Yeah, he's dope. I think uh, what's dope about NXT is like, at least when I see it, they don't focus a lot on storylines too much. Like, I think the cruiserweight division would be dope in NXT because it's just a it's just a place where you can have a dope ass fucking match. Yeah, and not need to have to sell the wrestlers and make it, like, a whole big dramatic storyline to put on a good fucking match. Because it's like, not everybody in NXT is really known. They're trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to come up. So it's like, if they can wrestle and put on some good matches, that's going to get them known in NXT. Where I feel like on Raw and SmackDown, you could put on a dope match, but that's it, you're still going to need a little more. Right, and you can you can put on a dope match and still get lost in the shuffle, as we see exactly. a lot of talent. Where in NXT... Dope matches is king. Like, if you could put on a dope match, then that that puts you up. So, yeah, the, the cruiserweight division being in NXT is a perfect place, bro. Because you're gonna there's gonna be some crazy ass matches from dudes that we barely know. Yes, that's yes. true, bro. I think I think I, I agree with you there 100, percent bro. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that a little bit too, because like <clears throat> with with NXT in a way the way that their stars are built is off of their matches, and then they put them in a storyline. Because you see these guys come up, they have, you know, when they're starting out, especially somebody that they're invested in, they might they might start off with a loss or two. Like, look at Austin Theory. <clears throat> that dude is a natural, bro. Regardless of all the other bullshit, dude is a natural. He's one of the best guys they got. They brought him back to NXT. <clears throat> he had a couple of losses, got his first win, and now he's in a story with a guy coming back from an injury who, don't talk, and all his build is all his matches. And now they got him in the story. So I'm glad to see him back, shit? too. I, you know, he's ill, bro. That yeah. character is so dope. I'm glad to see Dexter Loomis back. Yeah, bro. He's he's good, man. He's he's a he's a good character. He fucking... He works for NXT because it's like... He's a psychopath. And the fucking crowd loves him. Which just cracks me up. Because I'm like... Any minute, he can go from here to face. And that's dope. You know what I'm saying? But like... They got so many moving parts and just positive things going forward. Even with Finn, O'Reilly, Cole, and Holland, and those guys kind of looked like they wasn't going to be in the main event picture. Even you take them out of the equation, 
you still have people you can put in there. You still got Gargano. You still got Champa. You still got Priest. You still got fucking your man Thick Boy, who I like, son. I think he's good. He's good. Um, That's a wild nickname, bro. Thick Boy. That's the, that gotta be some. That gotta be a different meaning out there, bro. Like awesome shit, or whatever. Like there's there's a bunch of talent there that they can plug in, and then you got now reestablishing of the cruiserweight division with two of the best already cruiserweights. From anybody that watches indies already know how ill Swerve is, but like now on this stage, I think he stepped it up, and his talking game stepped it up. And Santos is already a fucking star, you know what I mean? So it's like. Going forward, I think the only thing NXT might have to tweak is their tag team division because their women's division also too is stacked. That might be the only thing they got to fix a little bit, but everything else is just like all positive signs, all shit moving forward. And NXT, the takeover just kind of showed like, nigga, it don't matter what you do. Look at the people we still got that you haven't seen yet and just watch what we do with these people. And it's dope. I love how they do this shit, bro. I love how they do it. And I, I, I noticed you, you talked that, you know, still having Johnny Gargano there. After after takeover and him and wifey Candice LeRae losing, for some reason I I kind of picture them going to the main roster. Yeah, but then you saw what they did with him on Wednesday, and it's like yeah. I, I don't think Gargano is going anywhere. She might get called up eventually, and yo, she's fucking really fucking good, bro. Or maybe she, she might, good. or maybe she might be a tag team or homegirl. Maybe. Maybe, but I don't, I don't, um, the Indy Hallwell chick, yeah, yeah they, they could, they could, because she's, she's a heel and they're building her up, and yo, that's another thing, like, the women's division, as established as that shit is, look at the girls that they got, that they're starting to build, like Shotzi, who's ill, Shotzi's and the dope. Indy Hallwell chick, and they, they, Aaliyah, they're building up again, who's been there for a fucking minute, yo, she's been there since FTR was in NXT, yep, and now she's getting her chance, you know what I'm saying, like, they still got so much, like Zia Lee and all that, what they're doing with her. They finally put her in the storyline, like all the dope matches she's put on. Eden L's, and now she's getting into a storyline. Like, So all these moving parts, but it all makes sense. And like you see it play out on TV, and you'll be like, yo, they do this shit so ill and so simple, and it just fucking works, bro. Like They don't overthink it like we're on SmackDown. We over-fucking-thinking it. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you said uh, Monday Night Raw. We got a fucking surprise and a half on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> but once you think Man. about it, once you actually really think about it, it makes sense. I feel it makes sense because everybody's always going to go back to the hacker gimmick. As everybody knows, Ali, from what it looks like, is the leader of Retribution. Yes. Everybody has written off Retribution um, just the whole thing. I mean, they have great talent within the faction, but, you know, shout out to T-Bar, the best nigga there. But, you know, the fucking, <laughs> you know, the the, the the name change and the fucking, the mask and all this other shit, it kind of, like, killed anything they can do good. But then you see them in the ring and it kind of, like, makes you want to see more. So with Ali there as the leader, supposed leader, let's say, because we don't know for sure, he's looking like the leader because he was calling shots. Does this make you more interested in the whole retribution storyline and angle? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What What, what do you see going? I'm gonna say, for? yo, bro, Ali. 
Well, I've been hearing about Ali. I've been seeing Ali. He's been on the cusp of being that nigga for I don't know how long. It's like he deserves this shot. And I think he could do well with it, bro. I think he could make this shit like a legit faction. I, ho- I hope this shit lasts. And I can see him as a champion. Dead ass. I think um, they gave that shit a much needed, much needed, and wrestling, wrestling uh, terminology here, a much needed shot in the motherfucking arm because it was dead in the water, not for nothing. It was. And, bro, I, wrestling very fucking rarely surprises us because we watch the shit and we've seen so much bullshit, but we've seen a lot of good shit too, right? Yeah. That might have been one of the dopest surprises in a minute. I did not expect that because he's such a natural fucking baby face. Yep. But, <laughs> but, peep this though. Long term booking. How long ago did they start that hacker shit and then they killed that out of nowhere? Yeah. And literally, when they stopped talking about that hacker shit, Ali got drafted over to the Raw and the next week they talked about this new faction and that night they threw the Molotov cocktails for the first time. So it wasn't that much far of a distance, but because so much goes on within Raw and SmackDown and WWE, it feels like it's much further along than what it was. But it's it's really not that far apart, and it definitely does make sense with the whole hacker thing. And if you think look think about what hackers do and what they're about, you know what I'm saying? It's fucking shit up and causing destruction and chaos and messing things up and just all this type of other shit. And that's the little things that was going on until they finally introduced them. Now it's like. Whatever they want to do to tie it in together, it, it'll make sense. And I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with Ali as a heel. Because, look, they turned Bailey a natural baby face heel. And look how fucking ill she's been in the past two years that she's been here. They turned Sami Zayn, baby face, natural baby face to a heel. That nigga's an intercontinental champion. Probably doing some of his best work as a heel. Yeah. I feel like with Ali right now, if he can get the promos right where they're not giving away too much and he's just just saying just enough to keep people interested his in-ring style because it's flashy and shit he could just turn it up and turn it into being a little more cocky or turn it into being a little more violent and that like helped him along you know what i mean but i feel like whoever decided to make this move to make it ali i give them super props for that because they've turned two of their best natural baby faces heel and it's worked and, yo, I think they're going to go three for three with this one, honestly. And the niggas around him, the T-Bar and the Mace and the fucking Slap Nuts and the whatever shorty's name <laughs> Slapjack. is. Slapjack. The Reckoning, whatever the fuck her name is, the other chick, like, and, or fucking, I don't even know, Deliverance, whatever the fuck their names are. I think it's a Deliverance. <laughs> they all get shit off him, bro. Awesome shit. Awesome shit. They got to add yeah. one more. They gotta add one more cat. That's what I'm saying. Is is you know who it's gonna be? Who? Motherfucking Mansoor, baby. (laughs) Man, Mansoor, son. And yo, Mansoor got a move. You see that shit he does? He jumps on your knee and gives you the Instagram. It's a dope little move he got. Like that shit. Oh shit! But this this is my thing. Is Ali the true leader, or is there somebody else there? Is there somebody else that got all these guys together? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And if it's somebody else, should it be a manager? Should it be another 
another superstar. You know, like I, I feel like they should leave it the way it is, and keep. <laughs> it and, was me, Austin. Yeah. It was me the whole time. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if fucking Triple H comes out and does some shit like that. Oh man, bro. He's like, NXT is the future. We're gonna burn WWE and Raw and SmackDown to the ground. These are the guys. That They're gonna, gonna turn it. into ultimate baby faces. All of them. Jesus Christ. They just they don't need to. I, if they add one more person, that's it. They don't need to keep. They don't need to OD. Like nah. they can have the lackeys on the side. That's cool to have extra people, bodies to throw around, and. To, like when your niggas brawl, you throw them in the ring and y'all niggas sneak out and whatever, whatever. That's cool. But as far as main members, maybe one more person. I don't know who they can add. Honestly, like yo, it look, it was looking like I know you peeped the whole shit when 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 MVP came and they were talking to them about that shit about doing the, the six man or for one night somebody could join her business and Ricochet kind of paused and gave that look like you know what I'm saying. I was like, oh shit, Ricochet's gonna join the her business like. But then they flipped that whole shit around, and it was this nigga with retribution, like crazy, bro. That was good. It was good writing on Monday. They they fucking they did a good job on bro. I, yeah, I they was, kept they very, kept very... they kept me intrigued throughout the whole show. Right, like throughout right. the whole show, I was always I was wondering like what's gonna happen because retribution's been going after the hurt business, right? And now the hurt business is starting to look more baby faced than heel because yep. they're the only they're ones that stepped up. Face. Yep, and they getting cheers yep. too. So that that when they you see it in the virtual crowd, the niggas get cheers when they come out. Like, I mean, he turns them quick with the promo MVP because he's built like that. But they're getting the cheers, and like, right now they they won't man down. So, what if you know Cedric do come back? What if they add somebody else now? And now it's like, I right, now there's five of us and there's five of you niggas, and that rules survivor, the survivor series. series. Yep. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they can do that. And I, yo, would I be mad at that? That would be dope. That would be intriguing. But here's the thing. With all the good business that her business has done throughout the whole, basically, summer and the whole early fall, do they deserve to eat an L at Survivor Series? That's the thing. You can't put two, like, now that Retribution has something to to move forward with, they they can't take any L's right now. Right. They can't take any L's. The Hurt Business been hot. Everybody's been talking about how great MVP's been doing. How great Bobby right. Lashley looks now. Shelton right. Benjamin actually has an, an identity. You know what I'm saying? And a personality. Exactly. And so, I like it. So do you, you know, do you, like you said, dude, you let them niggas eat the L? Like, and it's like, damn. After a and big L and at a big L, pay-per-view event? Right. Where if do you go? eat the L, though, it can't be, it can't be Lashley. It can't be Cedric. It, it would have to be MVP or Shelton. I would say I, MVP I because MVP is starting to look more like just a mic. Right, right. So he can probably, and he, he he's Teflon, so he can take that L and they can keep it moving. But if somebody like, if they would have pinned Lashley for the win, that might be more of like, uh, oh shit, these niggas are for real. But damn, that kind of hurts. Yeah. Hurt business for what they're doing, right? Or it could be Ali taking the, the US title off of him. It could be. It could be. That, that, that. See, I didn't even think of that. That was good right there. I like that right there. You know, so. That's pretty dope. I mean, let's see you what know, happens. We're going to take, we're going to take all the things that are important to you, blah, blah, blah. We're going to take all your trophies. We're starting with the United States title. We're going to take the US title off him. So now they got the championship. So now they got more power. Yeah. Word, that's pretty dope right there. Oh, shit. No, shit. Not putting his wrestling thinking cap on, kid. Yep. I got, I got the fitted on. 
I fuck it. So um, now with uh, the draft coming and SmackDown from last week, we see that it's going to be another match between Reigns and Jey Uso. And I'm not even mad at that from what we've seen last time. I'm not mad at that at all, bro. But, I, and, and inside Hell in a Cell, oh, man. How many Hell in a Cell matches do you see now? Because I, I could see, of course, you know, Drew and Orton. And now it's gonna it's looking like it's gonna be Roman and Jay. Sasha and Bailey. That's probably that's, that's probably it. But damn, three cell matches though, bro. That's you a little overkill. You gotta do opening, middle, and ending the way they did it the first year they did that. And I mean, yeah, it's overkill, but at the end of the day, all three storylines Alright, alright, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me re- let me rephrase that. Two out of those three storylines Merited. Been going to a Hell in a Cell match because of how long those storylines have been going on. You don't necessarily have to put Roman and Jey Uso in the Hell in a Cell match. They're not to that point in the feud yet. Yeah. The feud just started. You feel what I'm saying? Now, if you do that now, then you're definitely overkilling and the feud is over because where the fuck are you going to go from there? You know what I'm saying? Drew and fucking Randy, this is their fourth match, four straight pay per views. So, yes, it calls for. Hell in a Cell. And then the Bailey and the Sasha thing with this heel turn and the whole tag run and the best friend bullshit and all that. Okay, I see that in the Hell in a Cell. They don't have to put Roman and Jay in the, in the Cell. But I think they're going to just because of, you know, world title and all that. I feel like it's going to be. Uh, three three Cell matches, it is a little overkill, honestly. It is. Yeah, I just it hope. I just like, really hope it doesn't It doesn't go go to that. Like They could, they could right. always have a different type of match for them. Right, right. You can give them something else. Give them, you know, no DQ or make it a street fight or make it some shit like that. Like, you don't got to put them in a cell, bro. Like, those other two matches, for sure, absolutely. Because that's going to be the ending of one feud. I mean, Sasha and Bailey's not going to end in a cell, but they can keep going because they have a long-term story. If you do Roman and Jay in a cell right now, it kind of kills it, doesn't it? Like, because yes. where are you going to go from there on some shit? And I mean, uh, I don't know. Then, and I also... Three fucking cell matches, how there's gonna be similar spots and just similar shit and nah that's OD. But I'm probably gonna get it anyway. So if we get it anyway, then niggas are gonna make the most out of it. So I mean, I'm not mad, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna go in because yo <laughs> man, that storyline is so good, bro. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. No, it really it really is, man. And then they have the whole the whole family vibe there and you know, right. Jay really wanting to, you know, prove himself. You know, like he he didn't want to say that this guy's the uh, the tribal chief. He didn't want to give Roman any props. And Roman Roman's there. He looks hurt by it. Yeah. Like he, he, you know, his he face. came off he came off very very um, humble and like he seemed like he was very hurt and offended and like. I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. If I just beat the shit out of you, I'm going to beat the whole living. The Mahal's going to come out and run around the ring. You know what I mean? Like, now he's... I'm hurt, but I'm going to fuck you up for real now. I Yo, question. Is the, is the other Uso hurt? Yeah. Yeah, he got a he has a torn ACL. It happened at WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, his so target, his target month to come back, I think, is December. December. Right, but he can still, he showed up at the pay-per-view, so he might, I mean, he's going to be probably doing TVs, but I doubt he's going to be doing anything physical right now, because that's still, he's still got months away. But I mean, bro, he has to make an appearance, just because, especially if it's a Hell in a, inside the Hell in a Cell, 
for sure Jimmy's gonna show up. There's no way he's not gonna show up. Like he's gonna. They're gonna do something with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the reason why I ask is, can can you see Oos flipping on Oos? No. What I what I can see happening is all three of them getting together. That's and them, what I see. And them right. adding a fourth person. Right. I see that. I don't see. I don't see them breaking up the Usos for anything right now. I listen. We gotta also look at the political side of this shit too, and how Vince loves that fucking family and. He's not going to break them up. Not right now, anyways. Not with this going on. I, maybe not ever, but not right now. I don't see that shit happening. It kind of don't make sense either because they're going to turn... If they do that, it'll just end up with them still ending up together one way or another, whether by force or by family shit or... It's just going to be something where the three of them niggas are a fucking group and they're going to be heels. And it's going to happen maybe as soon as Jimmy comes back. You know what I'm saying? Like, but... Nah, I don't see the flip. It don't make no sense to me. Yeah, I could see I could right. see them yeah, I could see them joining Reigns by helping him win a match, you know, months down the line. Right. Maybe at like a Royal Rumble or something like that, you know what I'm saying? But uh what I'm very intrigued to see, man, is after all this, you know, after the, the October pay per view events, I'm excited to see what happens at Survivor Series because Survivor Series has been very very interesting these last couple of years especially with you know the title for you know not title for title but like you know champ versus champ at these at these pay-per-view events you know a triple threat match between roman drew and finn sounds fucking amazing bro you gotta like and and, but that but then just all the title matches that could possibly happen you know what i mean like all of those triple threat matches are like, oh shit, because you put Damon Priest against Bobby Lashley against Sami Zayn, and it looks like Sami Zayn is gonna will get murdered. <laughs> he might be the best wrestler in the whole match. Yep. You know what I mean? And then you've got the three the three women champions like Bailey, Oscar, and Io Shirai. Yep. What? But wait, That's wait. Crazy. What if what if Big Boy Otis cashes in a hell in the cell? <laughs> Fuck Otis, bro. Fuck Otis, bro. That nigga, that nigga needs to go somewhere, bro. That character, yo, I hate that shit. Take the briefcase off that nigga. Take the briefcase off that nigga. Put him back into a tag team with his homeboy. Let him slap fucking deli meat on his tits. And you, yeah! And do all that shit. Have a good fucking day. Cash your check and go the fuck home. You are not a championship fucking contender. Fuck out of here. Take the briefcase off him, please. I can't stand it anymore, bro. Holy shit. Bro, what are you talking about? You don't see the worm he does? Nigga, that's not a worm. That nigga does a retarded fucking caterpillar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. You're taking a shit? Come on, bro. Fuck out of here. Well, he's I like, mean, he's WWE Chris Farley. And he's not, a, he's not doing a good job of being Chris Farley. He's but not. they have, they've been talking, supposedly, they had a lot of good talks about getting the briefcase off of Otis. Yeah, but man. Vince is just a big fan of him. Because Vince is old and fucking grunts and fat people make old people laugh. So that's why he likes that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 motherfucker's funny. Let's put the briefcase on him. Like, what the fuck? Oh, I mean, he's a he's a simp. So I can see him definitely giving that briefcase to... What's her name? Nah, they can't do that because of what they, the storyline they got going on. They got it in legalese and 
they got lawyers involved and all this other bullshit. So he can't he can't do that. Now I mean it would not make any sense now with the way that the storyline is going for him to just give the fucking briefcase up. But he could defend it. He could put it up in a match. It could be I'll defend the briefcase against you, Miz, and if I win, Mandy comes back to SmackDown. And they're not bringing her back to SmackDown because they're trying to establish her on Raw right now. And the nigga loses. And Miz ends up with the fucking briefcase. So then... That's very interesting right there. Word up. All right. So then it brings me to this question. Like, the last what? Last five winners of this briefcase, right? We haven't really seen any, like, really good matches on it. You know, and I'll go back to when Dean Ambrose won. Dean Ambrose won won the briefcase and that same night cashed it in and beat Seth Rollins for the title. Yeah. Which was dope. Like, no, nobody really seen it coming like that. I, and, and at that moment, nobody seen Ambrose as a world champion. We wanted to see it, but we didn't think it was going to happen. And it happened. It was a great right. moment. Next and then year. the next year, didn't Corbin win? Corbin won the next year. Um, had a had a non there was a non title match between Cena and Jinder Mahal at the moment. Uh, Corbin attacked people. You know, Corbin I think attacked John Cena, and he tried to cash in his his money in the bank, and then lost to a roll up. You alright over there? Yeah, my bad. My my AirPod died. Fucking piece of shit, bro. I got the first one. The battery sucks. My <laughs> Don't bad. Worry. Um, but like the whole shit with Corbin, it, it was it was whack. Braun Strowman right, gets right. the briefcase the year after, An- another whack cash in. You know what I'm saying? He loses. He loses. Uh, I think to Roman was it? He lost to Roman. What was it? Yeah, some something like that. And then the next year, of course, last year, Brock Lesnar comes out of nowhere. Must have had like about three four minutes in the. In the, the MITB match. Fucking, we thought Ricochet was going to win it. Nigga threw Ricochet off the ladder. Boom. A couple months later, beats Kofi Kingston in about 30 seconds. Bullshit. And, <laughs> and then this year, we have Otis winning it on the fly, bro. Like, basically, lucky-ass motherfucking win. The fucking briefcase just, like, landed in his hands. Yo, let me tell you something about that Money in the Bank, man. That shit was fucking terrible, bro. That whole running around the building, bro. Oh, my God. This shit was so whack. And it's like, with all the talent you had in that match, yeah, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, Baron Corbin, like, just the three niggas I can name off the top of my head. Give it to a guy. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Like, give it to guys in a tag team and, like, He's a comedy character. And yes, comedy can work. And comedy characters can become stars and all that, no doubt. But it's just something about dude that I can't see him being a world champion. Not right now. It just don't work for me. I feel like them niggas did that and then they packed themselves into a corner. Yep. Because now what happened? Now who comes back? Who's the champion? There's no fucking way he's cashing in on Roman Reigns. They're not going to do that. Like, they're just not going to do that shit. So what do you do with him? Like, you let him keep it? He ain't doing anything with it. And now the briefcase is kind of dead. They kind of don't even have... Like, it needs to be revived. Like, somebody got to take it 
and maybe go to Raw and cash it in or something. Like, I don't know, but for him to have it, it's just dumb to me, bro. It's dumb. Like, dumb that they gave well, it to Bing, him, everything they've done with it. Bing, I have a question for you. Yo. Please, tell us exactly how you feel. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucking... Uh, this guy broke it into two segments. <laughs> how much he hates this dude's shit. It's not, it's not It's not. hate. It's just the character doesn't work for what they're trying to establish on the brand. Like, you can't have the champion that you got coming back the way that he did, doing what he's doing in his storyline, and then you have this fucking joke, comedic character who's supposed to be a threat. You're supposed to be a threat to the title. Even if you're a babyface, you should be constantly in the champion's face. Oh, you got a title match tonight? I put the fucking briefcase in his face. I'm always watching. I'm always watching. Some shit like that. Like, they don't do that. They've had no interaction. He's had no interaction with either yeah. one of the champions since he's won that shit. That nigga was tagging he, with Braun. He actually, you know? yeah, he, he. that's the only interaction he had was with Braun Strowman when he had the Universal title. And right. it was and it was a little kind of, you know, he looked scared. You know what I'm saying? And then, And then it's just... Like like you were just saying right now, they haven't really had any interaction with him and any of the champions. He's not he hardly he's hardly been on TV. And you know, it it gets me thinking like should this whole thing about the briefcase, the match, should they just scrap that whole idea and like, you know, put it on the shelf for a little while and then bring it back maybe a couple of years later? Bing says yes. <laughs> 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 I think <laughs> I think um, what, the way that they fucking watered it down the past four or five people that have won it it definitely lost the luster like yo the last ill cash-in was Seth Rollins cash-in at Wrestlemania you I know look how I mean? long ago that was that was five that was almost six, six years ago yeah now. six years ago it don't make no sense to me right how you gonna have this thing yeah. That's supposed to be the biggest threat to any current champion on either brand, right? And even if you gave it to a comedic character, fine. You should still establish him as a threat. It doesn't have to be overtly threatening. It could be in a joking way. They can do that shit. They can figure out how to write that. But, like, no interaction with the champions. He could have showed up on Raw a couple of times, maybe to spice that up. Or showed up in NXT, maybe to do something like that. Like, nigga, use this nigga. Do something with him. Like, make him seem like he's a viable threat. He can still be his, oh, yeah, and do all that shit. But if you used him more and had him moving around and, and had him in, in the main event picture, you know what I'm saying, showing face, then maybe people would have got more behind him. But I don't feel like, and this is just me, I kind of feel like the audience gave up on him too as cashing that shit in. Because nobody believes that nigga's a threat because of the way that they've written him. Yeah. Definitely. I think eventually it would be dope to see him and Keith Lee go at it. Listen, Keith Lee could put on a good match with anybody. So, and I'm not saying Otis is not talented, bro, because he is. Like the dudes, are, he can wrestle, he, but it's nah, he character. definitely is. Yeah, the character just don't work for me at all, bro. Whatever. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. You fuck with him, would you like Otis? Like, I know you say he's a simp and all that, but do you honestly think that dude is a is a threat to any? Single championship, not even world. Title. I'm talking about any single title. Oh nah, I was never behind him. I thought he was been corny since the beginning. I just, it's just pretty cool to see him do some of the shit he does in the ring. 
Dude's a good athlete for sure. That's for sure. But nah, nah, I don't know. What do you think, Nats, bro? Like, I know you. Do you think they should get rid of the briefcase overall? Overall, of- yeah, I think they should get rid of the briefcase. Um, because the last, I, I the last great cash in, like you said, was Seth Rollins, but the last meaningful cash in was Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose's cash in was for you. It was in twenty sixteen. Right. After that, you either had you, either, you had after that you had two up and coming two two superstars that looked like they were about to do something and and Baron Corbin and probably one of Braun Strowman's strongest runs which was in 2018 and they both lose their luster. Then you bring back Brock Lesnar to win that shit only to take the title for Kofi Kingston. Like I un- like I understood the whole dynamic of that. It, it was fucked up, but I kind of understood it because they were they were getting they were gonna get on Fox, and they needed that name. Right, that was a straight business move, bro. That was a straight yeah, business move. Straight business move. That's all that was. But just for like Kofi to go into like you know poof and thin air and never even getting a rematch. And but then the thing is, is like how long would the re- rematch have been? You know what I'm saying? Right. If he already beat him in 30 seconds, what the rematch is going to be? 25? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right now, and then you got Otis with it. There's nothing going on. The The briefcase means less and less as the years have gone by. There's no there's no excitement behind the whole aura of that briefcase anymore. There's no excitement. Like, easily, you could go into a match, knock a nigga with the briefcase, tell the ref, ring that bell, and then, you know, pin him. It, it could be as little as that. Like, that that right there, then it just expands into something else. Another story. Oh, this guy this guy is chasing to get his title back. But now he has to chase him. Like, I could see Drew McIntyre chasing his title again. But chasing Otis for the title? You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. So, all right. They're not going to just get rid of it right now because they have it in the storyline, right? So, yeah. what if they do take it off of him? Who on SmackDown... I mean, you got the whole roster, but it's on SmackDown right now. Who ends up with it that makes sense? Roman not going to be champion forever, but for the foreseeable future, that title's not coming off of him. So if they do take it off him, who the fuck can they put it on that would make sense? That can be a, a threat. Because, yo, when Miz had it before, that's exactly what he did. Or I think Cena was the champion, and then he lost it to no. Orion and Dirt. Yeah, yeah, Orton, Orton, he beat Orton for the right, title. Right, he beat Orton for it, right. And, yo, he was constantly on his fucking ass. Constantly, constantly, constantly reminded him every Raw, every pay-per-view, every title match, constantly on his ass. And it made him fucking annoying as fuck. And people were like, he's never going to cash in. He's going to pussy out, he's going to pussy out, he's going to pussy out. And he did it and shocked everybody, bro. And it was like, if anybody deserves... A fucking title match. It's the fucking Miz. That's it. Put it on him. Put it on him. Why not? Let him do the same shit and just annoy the fuck out of Roman. Or maybe he gets and ends up on on Raw because of the draft yep. and just annoy the shit out of Drew to the point where he's just driving him crazy and he catches him with a sneak win and takes the title off him. That would be dope. But see, that, they could work. They could work the whole episode of SmackDown. I would. I would think. Just like it, it all being just about the briefcase, and then Absolutely. you know Otis, Otis is like yo fuck it, you know what, you know what, just for you to take this, you know this lawsuit over me, yo a match, a match for the briefcase, and then you know 
Homie wins. And then as he wins, they're like, oh, shit. The Miz was drafted, drafted to Raw. He leaves SmackDown oh, with the briefcase. That would be ill, yo, son. And, you know, the way that it's going, it's going in that direction for a match. And the fucking draft is Friday. It's tomorrow. Exactly. Yo, that would be dope. That's dope right there if they, if they did that on some shit. On some shit. And then he could or, just be that antagonist for, for Drew. For Drew, right, exactly. Like, the same way he did with Randy Orton and just fucking... Drive him insane to the point where Orton was getting out of the ring and chasing him up the ramp and losing matches by countdown and shit like that. Just Miz was just driving him fucking insane, and then he cashed in on an episode of Raw, yep. which already is a surprise right there. And Randy had just won a match, but he wasn't knocked out. Like they had a little match, and he still caught him and pinned him and caught him with the skull crusher finale and pinned him like, and yo. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking meme with the little girl's face, bro. Oh my god, bro. To so this funny. day, everybody uses that. To this day, bro. Like that would be dope if they did that with Miz, bro. I I like that because yo, I I feel like him and Morrison, they they came back together. They did their little thing. They won the tag titles, you know, whatever. Now split them up and let's build Morrison up as a heel on SmackDown or a babyface, whatever you want to do. But Miz, send him to roll with the briefcase, bro. That would be lit. Yeah, that would be lit. What better way than to cash it in on Drew after a Hell in a Cell match? Oh my God, yo! And really establish yourself now as you know he, the number one heel on Raw. You came over kind of as a joking heel from SmackDown, but now you cashed in. You're the fucking WWE champ. You're on Raw again. Like, yeah, bro, that would be dope. That would be dope. And it makes fucking sense, which is the best thing. Like, it fucking makes sense because he can be a viable threat. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely could be a threat, man. Well, I mean, we we planned it out. Let's see if it let's see if it works out. <laughs> Word, they you know? be listening. You already know they be listening. So, um, you know, this uh, yesterday for AEW Dynamite, they celebrated thirty years of Chris Jericho. Jerry Trump. Jerry Trump. <laughs> Yo, but thirty years, bro. Yeah, bro. I mean, listen, let's not take nothing away from Jericho. The motherfucker's a superstar. Thirty fucking years. He's outlasted all the Attitude Era stars. All the niggas we came up watching when we was teens, he's still rocking and still doing his thing and putting talent over, getting himself over, winning championships and having feuds. And, like, you can't take shit away from Jericho. And, yo, you know what, bro? You know the craziest thing about Jericho, my nigga? He's never had, knock on wood, he's never had a serious injury that's taken him out. Not one fucking time. He's been hurt, but he's never had an injury. Austin's been hurt. Edge and, like, Alt Rock and all these guys have had injuries that kept him out a significant amount of time. And 30 fucking years? Never. Like, Smoky Mountain, he broke his arm. He was out three months and he was back. That ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga tried to wrestle with a broken arm, too. Like, Jericho's that dude, bro. Regardless of his fucking political beliefs, like... 30 years and anything, you got to give a nigga props, man. Awesome shit. Word up, bro. Hey, I man, man. He's Lance looking Cole. like, he's looking like he's, uh, he's, you know, he's getting to the tail end of his career, man, because damn, man, just watching him in the ring sometimes, I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, he's looking a little slower. I mean, he could still do, you know, the Lion Saul and all the other stuff, which is great at his age doing, doing all those moves. But... You can see, you can even see it like in the way he looks, his body and stuff. It's like I, I don't think he should be wrestling any for the next like after this year, maybe next. Like yo, 
He could give it up. You know, he could talk on the mic. Why not be a either an announcer or a manager? Jericho's a, Jericho's a rock star, bro. The nigga's gonna go on at his own terms. Ain't nobody gonna tell him what he nah, wants that's to true. do. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. But I feel you on that. Some of the sometimes he looks in the ring like. But you know what? He just had a match against homie from Private Party. You see that match? Yeah. That was like two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, yo, Jericho keeping up with this 23-year-old kid. Either that or the kid's slowing down a tad for Jericho to keep up with him. But they put on a good match. The ending was trash, but they put on a good match. And it's like, I guess it's who he's in against. Because, yo, him in New Japan during this time, all the matches he had in New Japan have been fire. You can't take none away from that. All those matches have been dope. But some of these AEW matches, I think he just phones it in, bro. He's yeah. like, who we wrestling? Jungle Boy and MJF? Eh, I'm going to stand on the eight for most of the match. Call me in for the finish. Yeah, and he's... he's... I'm mad at you for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. He's been taking yeah, a lot a lot of beatings, biggest. too, through matches. Like, he's not doing yeah, much, man. you know? Yeah, exactly. A lot of punches and kicking and standing around and posing to the crowd. I mean, yo, he's damn near 50. Like, it's crazy because the nigga's almost 50 and more than half his life he's been wrestling. That's just nuts to me, bro. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, I think they should start like kind of slowly breaking up the um, the inner circle. Mention that, bro. Let's get fucking proud and powerful. You know, let's get them on a fucking run. Yeah, I mean, I I see that happening with this whole MJF storyline right now. Like, you know. It's kind of like, you know, how The Rock came into the nation. I mean, like, but, you know, MJF is coming in a little more, uh, you know, a little more loud than The Rock did. Well, he also did say it in the in the Dynamite episode after the last pay-per-view. He said, like, yo, should I join the group? Is it time for this lone wolf to join the group and blah, 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 right? And all this shit. And then the next week he has that little segment with Jericho. And, like... The fucking birthday celebration with the picture just reminds me of when he gave Farouk the picture of himself. Remember yep. that shit? Like, <laughs> I was yep. like, yo, I've seen this before. Like, mm-hmm. I have seen this before. And Word. I feel like, you know, he's young, he's a New Yorker, so he be talking to Santana and Ortiz, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, bro. Like, it could be that he's going to take over and extra that Jericho. Maybe that ter- turns Jericho babyface finally. He got one last run, you know, as a babyface. Because, yo, he has never won a world title as a babyface. So maybe this is the time now. Let him get a babyface run. Maybe he gets one more title run in. And then he calls it quits. You know what I'm saying? To have MJF take over Inner Circle. Maybe shake it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Change some of the members. Because I don't like Sammy Guevara and that group. That shit, he don't fit. So whatever. But do some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I can see that happening. And I think that would be dope, too. Like, for MJF to have people around him that are better wrestlers because he's not that good in the ring, it would definitely help him on some shit. Because he can talk for all of those niggas. Just like like basically what Jericho does now, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I see that. I like that. You you think he's going to take it over or you think he's trying to just break them niggas up? I think, yeah, I think he's just trying to infiltrate it and then just break it all up, bro. Just have people, you know kind of hating each other or maybe everybody just turn on Jericho and Jericho becomes like you just said like Jericho becomes a face 
you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, let's see what's happening. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things going on in AEW right now. Uh, Cody's back. Cody is TNT champion once again yeah. after the dog collar match. And, Cody triple I mean, to be honest, who who else is going to hold that title and actually make it seem something? I mean, I know Brody Lee. Brody Lee's a great fucking talent. He's a superstar. But he's not going to take that championship to where Cody could take it. He doesn't have the name. Well, here's you know? the thing. with they, they two different, They're two different talents, too. Like, Definitely. Cody was beating people but still getting them over, and Brody Lee was murdering everybody. And still kind of getting them over, but not the way Cody can, which I understand that, too. But I feel like they could have... They didn't have to have this match now, bro. They could have... No, they could have the waited. Right, Definitely. they could have had it at the next event and then have him win it back, you know what I'm saying? And in that time, let Brody defend it one or two more times and help someone else get a little bit over, you yep. know what I mean? Because Cody's going to get people over. I'm not taking away none of that because all the matches he had was fire. Like, so we can't take none away from that. And he, he made everybody look great. No, but definitely. They didn't have to give it to him right away, bro. I, I think it was too soon, honestly. I just, they could have just kept it. It was. I definitely think it was too soon. He just came back. They could have, you know, they could have prolonged it a little more, but now right. we see that Orange Cassidy is getting another another chance at that title. Right. Yeah. I mean, he might take it off him. They might. This might be the time where it's like, I got my title back, I got my redemption, and oh shit, I lost to Upper Cover, and now, you know, you can build that because yo, Orange Cassidy is one of their best. Yeah, he's one of their best, like overall talent characters because in ring i mean he got some moves and shit but just the character itself is what sells and like that against cody is gonna be dope you know what i mean it is gonna be dope and i can see i wouldn't be surprised if they take it off him again and have him chase it chase it all over again that would that would be dope too and that's building new talent that's what that nigga does he builds new talent so no doubt fuck it do it try something else but what do you do with Brody lee now now what you do you go back to the line you put him in the world title picture again like but see, I don't that, know. Did he, that's does why. Does he take somebody out, jump into the world title tournament, which I can see that happening too, which I would fucking love that. I love when they do shit like that. Like, take yo, out he, someone that. Yeah, like, if, what if he takes them out? Like, he injures them and says he's going to, now he's taking their place. Right, right, right. That's what I'm talking about. Some shit like that. Because, yo, if you look at those brackets and you look at the way that shit is set up, it's so fucking obvious they're going with Hangman and Kenny in the finals. They have to do something to swerve that. Yeah. It can't be that obvious. It just can't be, little That shit, even though it'll be a good match, but it's like everybody kind of sees that. So it's like, nah, nigga, you got to do something and switch that up. Now you have you have this player right here who lost his title. He's angry. Let him throw him in that fucking, in that tournament. Let him wreck, you know, wreak some havoc. That would be ill. Yeah, but it's just, now, now, like you said, man, where are they going to go with Brody? Like, everybody's going to think, like, what do you do with him now? And to be honest... You know, people throw out, damn, I thought he was going to be better here than he was in WWE. Yo, dude, every fucking company needs their mid-carters. Every company needs their main eventers. Not everybody's going to be a main eventer when they go into a different company. Absolutely, and that's the problem. AEW fans bug me out with that shit. Like, bro, niggas, you still got to have your tears. That's how just wrestling is, like. That's not to say he can't win it later. Yeah. He can. All the talent in the world. And the character has def- has grown on me a lot. The suits and the whole shit. Like, 
is completely different from what he was doing. So how is he not doing better than what he was? He's getting a talk every week. He got a group that he leads. There's 845 members of the group, but it's all good. No doubt. Do your thing. He just won a title. He just lost a title back. But he's still upper, upper, mid-card, lower main event scene there. Like, he can very easily, boom, flip that switch, and they put that nigga in the world title picture. Like, he's that kind of talent. That yeah. He can he can be in between mid and main event. And, yo, that takes a lot of talent to be able to do that because some niggas are mid-life for life, mid-card for life, and they don't know how to get to that next level. Brody Lee can, and he's shown it already. So I don't know what they're bitching about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I, I, also, I, think, I also think yeah. that uh, it's, it's a lot harder nowadays to tear off your talent because there, there's just so much fucking talent. You know right. what I'm saying? There's so much talent that people right. get forgotten about because of how ill a group of superstars is doing, and you're all focused on them. And then you, you know, it's it happens. Some people like get forgotten. Weight division. What happened? Like I said, like NWO and the cruiserweight division. The best part about Nitro was the cruiserweights, but they were relegated to opening matches and nonsensical storylines and sacrifice all the time for the one main story, which is the NWO. And it's like companies find themselves sometimes enthralled with just one or two or three talents and everybody else suffers. AW, they try to build everyone as much as they can, but yo, niggas are still going to get left behind. Like, it's impossible in a two-hour show once a week to use every single one of your fucking talents and have them in something meaningful just the way that they do their writing. I mean, NXT does it different. Like like we said before, the matches lead to your storylines. AW does it the other way, the old school way. Like, storylines, and they, they kind of see who where they're going with their people. Like, it's hard, because, like you said, bro, how many niggas on that roster, easily right now, could be in the main event picture? Like, at least 10 guys right now. Yeah. And it doesn't matter about weight class. It's just, just based off talent. Let's just say, bro, all 10 of those niggas are not going to get a title shot right now. And it's not going to happen within a year. It might not happen within two years, but, yo, it's going to it's gonna happen eventually. Like, Omega was talking about, yo, this is our, what, our first official year? He's only got one title shot in the whole time and blah, blah, blah. And now's my time to show who I was and how, what, basically going back to the nigga he was in Japan, basically, that's what he was saying. Like, and, yo, sometimes you got to rebuild talent over again, like, reestablish them and all types of shit like that. That's just wrestling one on one, bro. Like it has to happen that way. Not everybody's gonna be a fucking world champ or in the world champ picture. It just doesn't work like that. Like niggas gotta get built up to that too, right? Like we talked about it before. All the champions have been former WWE people, but why? Because they got the name, like Wood says, they got the clout. They're the people that people are coming to see. But now that it's been a year of that you see the people that they've signed that are their homegrown talent now get into that cusp of we're the world title scene, we're the the, the main event pick. The guys that you started with, that you were building up from the jump, now we're getting our chance. It, it, nigga, this shit takes time, and They've only been operating for a fucking year. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They've been operating on TV only a year, so, you know, it is what it is, man. You gotta just... I guess give it time and they're going to get their one true champion that's 
an AEW guy. And I'm pretty sure yeah. it's sooner than later, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, man, uh, you know, that's it for this week. <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up, um, my bad. It was one thing I did want to bring up really quick. Okay. It's in an article that Matt Riddle, Evolve. Oh, and Gabe Kapolsky. Yes. Yeah, they're they're being they're being sued for ten million dollars each. What the? F- no more. So. What? Wait, what the fuck? I didn't hear about that. So, yeah. Samantha Tavel, a.k.a. Candy oh, Cartwright. Matt Riddle's side piece. Yeah. Exactly. So, the only thing I, um, I'm, I'm bringing this up is because I read an article and they quoted the lawyer, her, her lawyer, and the way he described WWE in 2020, it's like... I. Let me just read what he said. He says, uh, the WWE has painted a picture over the course of the years that females performers are to comply with certain rules. The WWE, since its inception, has hypersexualized female performers and they've profited from male aggression against these female performers. And I must say, WWE has calmed this hyper sexualized shit way the fuck down. Hell yeah. Like, beyond the fuck down. To the point where the women wrestlers are taken super serious. Yeah. And it is not, and they're not sexualized at all. So I just felt like it was kind of fucked up to, to say that about WWE because I'm sure like people that don't watch WWE now that probably watched it 10, 15 years ago 20 years ago would say that but honestly like in 2020 that's bullshit and that's pretty fucked up but that he yo he admitted to having an affair with shorty and then apparently she didn't want to break it off or whatever and she started stalking him and all this and you know he had to tell his wife and all this crazy shit so it's a known situation like there is a there is a situation there between her and Mid- and Riddle and supposedly he got Sapolsky to take her off some fucking shows cuz she's a, a wrestler i think or a valet or something yeah and whatever the case may be so like there is a history there and there is shit that has gone down but nigga it ain't worth the, 10 million dollars the main eventing WrestleMania the females are closing out fucking House show, the females are closing out Raw, the females are closing out SmackDown. Like, it's not the way that it was at all. And I think it's actually genuine on their part because, I mean, you, I mean, it could be bullshit, but it feels like they're actually really invested in showing their female performers as legit performers. And, like, if I was a lawyer, of course that would be the first thing I would go for is, like, yo, this, that, and the third, and hypersexualization, and this and that. What are you gonna say? You know what I'm saying? You're trying to defend your client, but at the end of the day, Shorty's suing niggas for ten m's, like, and it's like, bro, what what is your suit though? Like, what is the suit? Why is it? What what, what does she bring to court? Like, is it something like sexual harassment? Is it blackballing? Her? Yeah, like, yeah. It's a couple things. It's a couple things. No, I mean, it's a couple like, things there. But against that riddle, it's sexual harassment and against the the dude that owns uh, the oh. former 
owner of Evolve. It's right. you know because he took her off, you know, and fired her in right. December, and you yeah. know shit yeah, like my, that, like dumb shit. Yeah, but the thing is, is like her appearances for the company wasn't worth, or they weren't giving her ten million dollars. This is a fucking independent company. They got they got bought out by WWE. I'm pretty sure for maybe a couple million dollars. Who knows? But come yeah, on, Gabe got, Gabe got a nice check, but he also works for WWE now. So he <laughs> nigga, he sold his company to the he sold his company to the company he works for. He he's good. That nigga's chilling. That nigga's smart to do that too. That's some smart shit. But like yo, like you said, they're not paying Shorty ten M. Nigga, the top star at the moment. His contract is not ten mil a year. Like, where the fuck does your suit come from? From that, like, your bookings were not that much for you to merit a suit of that amount. And it's also known that you willingly had a sexual affair with this man, knowing he was married, and you know his wife knows that you had this affair, and that nigga got receipts of Shorty blowing up his taxes and all that shit. He talked about it. He made a, a, a not. You saw that shit. When yeah, he, did he that made a post. Yeah, he did all that. Yeah, whole post about that shit. Like, and he talked for like 10, 15 minutes about it. And nigga spilled his guts. Like, I was like, oh shit, this thing is keeping it real right now. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, there's been this. There's been this crazy ass smear campaign against like all these WWE fucking superstars lately. Like every fucking. Couple weeks, it's like a whole new fucking lawsuit. Him and the, the shit with Velveteen, the yeah. shit with like, yeah, bro. There's been a lot of shit, and then you know what's crazy? These niggas, they turn out to be innocent, and then it's like, when that happens, then that makes girls that actually gone through shit like that, that just fucks it up for them, bro. Yeah, that just makes it harder for people that actually have a real situation over somebody that's angry or jealous or mad or whatever the case may be like what shit is bullshit then you could ruin someone's life you know what i'm saying not just reputation like careers marriages all types of shit could be ended over bullshit and i think it's fucked up that when it comes out like that but if shit is true then nigga you reap what you sow and whatever you get from that you deserve but at the end of the day if it's bullshit like come on bro these niggas out here trying to entertain people like i doubt niggas is out trying to hurt people like this ain't the fucking 70s and 80s and shit. These niggas is different now, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't like that. Like, I just, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. I feel like it's super fucking fucked up, honestly. Yeah, fucked up. Sin vergüenza. Sin vergüenza, coña. Coña. In the fucking real stretch no more. I'm gonna sue him now. She couldn't smoke with the bro no more, kid. Shorty got mad. Good luck, man. Word. Good luck. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, uh anybody wanna suggest a song that we should play for our peoples? Uh yeah, we can play that uh West Side Gun and Black Thought, that Ishka Bibbles. Yeah, that Ooh. would be dope thing. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Insane. And I'm still stuck on the Conway ship. That West Side album is crazy. You know what's wild? Benny shit's gonna be better than both of theirs. Watch. Watch. Facts, I agree. I'm I'm waiting to hear that Benny and Lil Wayne joint, bro. He's dropping Work. it to, he's dropping That's it tomorrow. Benny, Lil Wayne, and Jay Z. That's oh, wow. true. But the other rumor, which is not so great, it's fucking Benny, Lil Wayne, and Big Sean. 
Uh, uh, I mean, Big Sean like be coming Big off Sean. every once in a while. He, yeah, yeah, he can. He can. But with those two niggas, uh, Benny eats everybody on, on the track, I feel. like That's why I want I, I want to hear that. I want to hear I will, I will. Oh, my God. If he does have a track with Jay, oof. Oof. First single? Oh, man, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. We'll see, man. The single drops tonight at midnight, so we'll see who's good. Yeah, yeah. I, all I heard is him. All I heard is him and Wayne. I didn't hear anybody else was supposed Yo, to be on that his, track. His verse. I he he has the verse posted on his Instagram, like him listening to the verse. His verse is fucking insane. I kept I kept running the post back to listen to it. Like, yo, this nigga's crazy, bro. He's talking some shit right now, B. Yeah, I've seen a picture with Big Sean, Hip Boy, and Freddie Gibbs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that picture, too. Yo, Hip Boy... Hip Boy, Hip Boy is putting in that work this year, bro. Hip Boy is putting bro. in work, but he finally got out that fucking bullshit-ass contract, nigga. That's why he wasn't doing nothing. He got out of that contract, and now, bro, he's on everything, bro. He's he's yeah. on everything. Who, who, who do you have a contract with? He was signed under Good Music to a production deal, my nigga. And then the Good Music shit went fucking damn near belly up. And they fucked him. He couldn't get out of his deal. He couldn't work. And then what really fucked him is when he did the song with Beyonce and Kanye threw a titty fit and wouldn't let him out his shit. And he ended up getting out of it anyway. And he says it and he, he got a post. I don't fuck with Kanye on a personal level or whatever, but the shit that he was posting about the contracts, he was like, this is true. This is the contract I was under and niggas wouldn't let me out and I had to get myself out of it. I had to pay out of pocket to get out of my contract. And now... You know what I'm saying? All this work that's coming out from him, this is the past year and a half of him finally being able to work and not get handcuffed or not have all his words he's taking from him. You know what I'm saying? Now the nigga's getting bread, son. And look at all the, the music he's doing, all the ill fucking music that nigga's putting out because he's a dope-ass producer. But not for nothing, yo. To, in the last couple of months, to say that you're going to have an album with not only Nas, but have an album also with Big Sean and then have an album with Benny... And yo, Nas and Big Sean both went number one. Yo, and that That's Nas crazy. album is sounding a lot yeah. better nowadays. <laughs> what happened? That that King Disease is starting to sound a lot better. Yeah, man. Right. I had to give it a couple. I had to give it a couple of runs before I really like fucked with it. But yeah, it's, it's good. It is good. It's a good album. It's the best Nas album he's dropped in a minute. Better than the last two joints. You know what I mean? So. This, and I, I'm gonna be real. I haven't heard none of the Big Sean shit. I've heard it's really good. I haven't heard none of it. I'm, nah, I'm Detroit waiting too, for the Benny joint. Though, Detroit too is pretty dope. I, I've been, I've been listening to it here and there. It's pretty good. Right, I'm gonna give it, a, I'm gonna give it a listen. Y'all, word up. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. Throw some of that West Side shit on there, bro. There's a couple Definitely. of joints, man. My boy Flea Lord is on his tenth project in ten months, and they could go on twelve for twelve this year. That is some fucking dedication, bro. That's ill. And he might, he's not the best, but I fucks with him. <laughs> he grind me. He on that grind me. But nigga, to drop 10 albums in 10 months and you, you trying to go 12 for 12, that's some living in the studio shit, bro. Because niggas know the process. That shit ain't easy. It took months to drop a 17-track mixtape. Imagine doing a fucking album a month. Like, that's nuts, bro. That is nuts. Shout yeah, out to when shit drops. Word, shout out to when shit jobs, man. Facts. <laughs> play a track off that. Oh, shit. Taking it back, son. 
Yeah, man, I got I gotta get I gotta get some of those MP3s, bro. Word, bro. I, That's I, a I, fact. I, one of those, a couple of those came to Florida with me. They're actually in storage in the old crib. I gotta go grab some of them joints. I got both of them on CD. Um, when shit drops and all day in America, both of them shits. Yo, bro, I got it on CD too. The craziest shit is I have zero access to a computer with with a disc. To a yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't come with C they don't come with C D uh C D inputs no more, bro. Oh man, my Mac got one. My Mac got the C D player on the side. Yo, I'm gonna go grab that shit. I'm gonna get to the crib, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip it and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna send it to you MP three. Last time I tried to put my C D in one, they were like, yo, we can't read this shit. <laughs> 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 yo, it's crazy. We're talking like fourteen years old. They're like, yo, what? They're like copywritten two thousand and seven. Get fuck out of here. What are you doing? Nigga said you bought this off a Chinese website, didn't you? That's what you <laughs> He's like, you got that with the Pillman shirt with the cute <laughs> with the Pillman, Pillman number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yo, my niggas, man. Niggas spell wood W O U L D. <laughs> and they still and they still put the RO for it to sound like Woodrow. <laughs> Woodrow? Question <laughs> mark? It sound like Scooby. Fuck. Oh man. <laughs> bro. But yeah, man, word up, man. Fucking I don't know, bro. Wrestling world's crazy. You see what goes on on SmackDown the first day of the draft. Who you think who 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 who's your top picks like who you think let's just say top five who goes and who stays who you think real quick before we, we cut it off i think like i said man i think the miss goes to goes to raw mm. I, I think that's gonna okay. be one of those picks the miss is gonna go to raw and somehow i don't know man i feel like bailey's gonna get herself into something and, and take herself to raw what you do you think any the like, right, right, right. I feel that. You think Roman and Drew are gonna swap brands? Nah, I think they title? stay. They stay on their their respected brands, definitely. I think they should too. You know who I think is gonna switch and is gonna surprise everyone? I think the whole her business is gonna end up on SmackDown. Well I just got a feeling. If I don't they know why. Do, I just got a feeling right. It would be crazy to do that right now with the storyline that's going on, but they've done craziest shit in the drafts before, so I, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to do that, and then Raw's going to end up with Bailey, Miz, and maybe, like, AJ. I was reading some shit that they said that AJ's already, like, he's only he's finishing up his little shit on SmackDown, his storyline he had, and he's supposed to be going over to Raw because of the whole... Paul Heyman thing, yeah. like with AB. Well, so if they if they get like the that. Miz, if they get the Miz and AJ on Raw, that gives Drew McIntyre guys to, you know, guys to face, you know, after Survivor Series. If he if he Man, comes out on top, I would fucking love to see Drew versus AJ for the title with a heel uh, baby face Drew and a heel AJ. Oh man, bro, what? Listen, AJ's the man, bro. Like wherever he goes. He, he's gonna shine right now. He's not doing shit on SmackDown, and he's too good for that. So it would be good for him to go. 
they're gonna oh, have yeah. they're gonna have Otis go to SmackDown <laughs> and leave the briefcase. But well, Otis is on SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Otis is gonna go to Raw and leave the leave the briefcase on SmackDown. <laughs> He's gonna get it on SmackDown. Nah, oh, no. like yo, go to Raw, nigga. Leave the briefcase though. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yo, we draft Otis without the briefcase. Draft Otis, but the briefcase <laughs> was won. We drafting Otis, but being that the briefcase was won by a SmackDown star. It stays on SmackDown, but Otis comes to Raw. <laughs> or yo, or or this, or the Raw be like, we draft the briefcase. <laughs> First pick of the draft, the Money in the Bank briefcase. We're gonna have a tournament on Raw for this shit. You fuck you. You're not even getting picked. We're sending you back to FCW. Oh like, shit. <laughs> He's like, it's not here anymore. He's like, exactly. It's gone. Say they flipped. <laughs> Oh, shit. But, fellas, man, y'all take care. Y'all be safe. Yes, sir, my brother. You too, man. Yo, you know what man. This was episode brother. 124. Word shits. Yeah, shit indeed, bro. Shit indeed. 120 motherfucking four, bro. Diablo, con you, That's ill, man. Everyone is just it's just ill. I love it. I love it. One twenty four. That's ill. Bro. We should we should do episode one twenty five live from one hundred twenty fifth Street in front of the Pathmark. <laughs> <laughs> and see if we can find a bad news brown son. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, one of those Harlem sewer rats. Yo, for real, because we we need a we need a match between <laughs> Bad News Brown Junior. and Mysterio Junior, son. <laughs> a match versus rap match. <laughs> Yo, speaking of that, real quick before we go, can you explain the dog collar match to me? What did I miss? All right, so dog collar match is basically. The one step up from a strap match, right? Yeah. So you know the strap, they have the the, sh- the leather strap tied around your wrist, and you can use it as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a leather strap. The dog collar match is the fucking metal chain with the spike dog collar. It's basically the same concept, but instead of having to hit the four turnbuckles, you gotta pin or submit the nigga. And there's always you know no DQ, no count out, no none of that shit. It's like it's one of the more violent matches, but it's not done a lot. Like, Greg Valentine was there, right? He was in one of the last, one of the best ones was him and Roddy Piper. Piper. Yeah. He bust Piper's eardrum. Piper lost 50% of his hearing. Like, because he hit him with the fucking, he kept hitting him with the dog chain in the side of his head. And he fucking hit him in the ear and busted his shit. Like, it's just a, it's just an extra violent strap match, basically, is what it is. And nigga, the shit's tied around your neck, shit's tied around my neck. We got s- 10 feet of distance in a 15-foot ring that don't leave a lot of give. And any little move or step to the wrong way, you're breaking someone's neck. So it's super fucking dangerous match, bro. Niggas always get hurt in dog collar matches. Always. Dope. I'm going to go back and watch that. In the words yeah. of Woodrow, that was- that's nasty. <laughs> hey, seriously. Oh, man. Yeah, man. All right, brothers. Let's wrap this motherfucker up, man. It's already a wrap.
my <laughs> niggas be safe. You already know, man. We'll Don't be back lying. here next week. Yes, sir. What you? You ain't even. This is the twenty by twenty podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan McFly. Oh, look! Look at that. I'm the one that's off balance today, huh? Uh, well, yeah. this is the twenty by twenty podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan McFly with. SM2, Woodrow, Quarantine Poppy, shit. It's your boy, B.I.N.G. Ben, you heard. You already know. But your official Storyline Tees from StorylineTees.com. Not that Fugazi shit, you heard? Not the Dong District. (laughs) (laughs) Word, dot com, not dot dong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yo. Just the overlord sitting on crates Half a half do rag Sipping the quarter water quarter in my socks slaughter We rock, we hopped about the boss of torture Hermes sport rocker Fiends acting like it's a soap opera West I'ma die, I need four dollars No problem, bring back six And two more niggas, the your dealers Stashed about half in the floor in it Ain't no business like raw business Essex or tenant Wipe my gums, make sure it's authentic All shit, head spinning, lead noodles Modern grand collar on the Red poodle, feds do you filthy, had you coming home 70. Some shit it never be. Billy on Beverly, Paul made you Mac that shoe heavenly. Drop kick the brick and hit the pedigree. Hey yo, bodies on the nine, Mary call me with the rhyme. My shooter rockin' red Muslim garbs cause he's slime. Find another vein, he'll be fine, we divine. Skeleton wrist, what a time, what a time. My nigga got caught with dog food, got a dime. King Musiquita with the Molly Gold, higher yada hole and keep cleaner than the Wally Soul, meaning never highly questionable like Bamani Jones. The silent partner, angel investor, nobody knows. His clothes smelling like Fado's and Somali Rose. Them fiends, histamines, keep him with a snotty nose. What a waste, like the place where that shoddy goes. They'll probably doze in the corner, tell him adios. Heron could cop a Veyron, but he push a neon. His coke knock the face off the Sphinx like Leon. He just an unassuming Normal human never be on What seem to be his means He ain't trying to do an eon I see him when he park up He rarely ever talk up The elevator broke He in a four-story walk-up West Indian Archie memory He don't even spark up He pull the plug on every enemy To try to mark up The price point Homie on his kingpin for life joint Big Darby private island is him and his white joint word He only visit via charter Still beg, borrow, and barter some We gotta move smarter like a carter And stand in purple rain like and Apollonia playing like Chilean sea bass in Patagonia. It's only a few who can see past the average homie. You're the reason for the sneeze and be glad we got ammonia, kid. Or some cleaner than ammonia shit.